0: elevated conversation on crucial issues. Boyd Matheson on Inside Sources. Well, the midterm elections are barely in the rearview mirror. And of course, another political race has already begun. Candidates for 2024 are already starting to prepare for the next election cycle. And both political parties are running into the same problem. There are fewer and fewer young people applying to fill those staff positions for candidates. So we wanted to look at what's causing this and what happens if uh, the game doesn't change when it comes to some of these young people. We usually say that uh, campaigns and most of government is uh, run by people 18 to 25 uh, with a good dose of an energy drink. Uh, But to help us break all of this down, we're really pleased to have joining us on the show today, Caroline Vakil, who's a political reporter for The Hill and has a great piece at thehill.com today. com today about this hurdle that both political parties are facing. And so, uh, Caroline, welcome to the show, and give us a sense of what's the reality on the ground as campaigns try to get organized.
1: Um, well, boy, thanks so much for having me. So you're right. So there is there is an issue that both parties are having around cultivating young talent. Um, you know, Republicans and Democrats I talked to have pointed to different reasons why they think this is. But one of the reasons I've heard um, a bit often is that there's just this generational change in the mindset of you know how young people are thinking about these jobs campaign jobs are known for being pretty unstable um, they can range from you know several months to possibly more than a year um, there is and they there's no um, it, it it's not known if you're going to necessarily get a job, you know, if your candidate wins a race, if, they're, if you're going to be able to work in that office or administration afterwards. Um, and, and the pay has also, been, um, has also been known for being low, although some sources I've talked to, for example, on the Republican side have said that the pay has never been better. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, sort of this change in mindset that we're seeing even across other sectors of the economy where young people are saying, wait a minute, I want better pay. I want better benefits. And I, I don't know if I want to take the plunge and make a risk like that. So I might go into a different kind of field. And so campaigns are kind of trying to figure out, you know, how, how they proceed from there. So that, that's just one issue that I've heard from. Um, from members of both
0: parties. Yeah, and I think it used to be that you could uh, just kind of the thrill of the of the race and the chase uh, was enough, and uh, a lot of pizza and uh, takeout food would would usually <laughs> do the job. And but now uh, now I think more young people are saying, "Hey, uh, is it a livable salary?" healthcare benefits, uh, some kind of work life balance which campaigns never have. Uh, so how are they how are both parties trying to navigate that and what does it look like? Is are they going to be able to recalibrate this or or what does this mean for campaigns?
1: Yeah. I mean that's a great question. I think that, you know, in a way in order to address this supply demand demand issue which is really what this is at this point, um, you know, Campaigns are being forced to, to pay more money, you know, to, to offer better better salaries to some of these young people. Um, and I think that there's a hope among, you know, some of these operatives I've talked to that young people will kind of change their mindset because they say there's a lot of benefits related to working on campaigns. It's, it's not only desirable to have campaign experience to then you'll know, apply to other campaigns, but, you know, it can be applicable across other job fields within politics. You know, one, one um, operative I talked to said that it's definitely desirable when you're trying to work on Capitol Hill and, you you know, seeing campaign experience just gives you an ad, ad benefit. Um, there's also been sort of um, suggestions um, uh, from Democrats I've heard, on the other hand, of, um, you know, trying to basically allocate less money in things like paid media, um, and trying to look at, you know, may, maybe increasing that pay and kind of prioritizing that a little bit better because they say, listen, consultants are getting paid lots of money. Um, paid media, there's a lot of money getting funneled into that. So that it's not an issue about the fact that these campaigns are not drawing money. It's just where it's being placed. Um, but, you know, it, it's really it. it you know, we'll see kind of how that sort of unfolds a lot of, you know, there's some operatives that believe that this upcoming year with the presidential election could draw a lot of races and and therefore a lot of young people. So.
2: Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com. Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.
0: Uh, it's it's so interesting there. And, and one of the things that you pointed out in your piece, you talked to one strategist uh, who talked about kind of the downstream impact of this, which I think is is no small thing for either Democrats or Republicans, that if you don't have young people really engaging in the campaign side of things long term, that can start to affect your overall talent pool when it comes not just to campaigns but to governing.
1: Definitely. I mean, I thought it was a really interesting point too, because you sort of see it as an immediate problem of okay, I need to hire field staff and or a press secretary or some of these entry level jobs, but you know, you have a shrinking talent pool immediately, well, that's going to sort of filter into a mid-level role, which you know, you're referencing one Republican strategist mentioned to me. Um, and so, you know, there's a sense that some of this could be righted in terms of, you know, 2023, it's an off-year um, election year, but there's gubernatorial races, there's mayoral races. Um, and with these presidential, the presidential election coming up, There's going to be no shortage of places where you can hire young people for super PACs, the campaigns themselves, whether it's a presidential race, House, Senate, gubernatorial, state legislature. And so I think there's there's a hope that, um, you know, the campaigns will be able to sort of capitalize on on some of these, you know, big election cycle that's coming up. Um, But whether or not that lasts after 2024 kind of remains to be seen right now.
0: Uh, Great insight. uh, Great piece. You can check it out at TheHill.com. com. it's Caroline Vakil, who's a political reporter for The Hill. And uh, Caroline, we appreciate you joining us. This is a great topic, great insight, and one we're going to continue to watch. Thanks for joining us today.
1: Thanks, Boyd. Have a good one.
0: Uh, So, so interesting. Uh, It it really is true that the, the bulk of the campaigns and the bulk of the government is run by very young people. Uh, moving really fast and and uh, going after, you know, their goals and their dreams and getting the experience they want. Uh, and I think there's also one other area that, that concerns me a little bit. If young people aren't involved in campaigns as they have in the past, there's so much experience, even if they end up going to law school or medical school or education or whatever it might be. There's something you learn about the country, about the way it works, the way it runs and the people who run it. Uh, that makes you a part of the solution for our country. And I fear if we lose a lot of those young people in campaigns, we lose a lot of them down the road as active, engaged citizens. That matters. Uh, that wraps up hour number one of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. We'll step aside for top of the hour news. Much more to come in hour number two. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on the KSL News Radio app and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news.